What's up, my people? I'm your host, Chad Hostack, coming in with a good word. And tonight's been that reflection. It's about the nature, or actually rather an aspect of the nature of social interactions in America. This could apply elsewhere, but I'm just speaking for America, of course, because where I'm from and such. Well, you see, when we like somebody, we tend to want to like them more, whether we realize that or not. You see, um, everyone's going to have things we like about them and things we dislike about them. And we tend to stay close to people that we like a lot. And also, everyone has things we'll agree with and things we disagree with. And we tend to stay closer to the people we tend to have more agreement with. So we're constantly evaluating the people in our lives. And you can also take it the route of typology with MBTI, Socionics, Humanitarian Socionics, Enneagram, etc., etc. But, you know, it, it, we're, we're not going to talk about typology today. But that's a route you can take it or even incorporate into what I'm about to present tonight. You see, think of a job interview. It's not really an interview. It's not really an interview, is it? It's it's an evaluation. They're evaluating different aspects of you, like your confidence, your competency, your capability, and they're determining if you think in the right ways in order to be part of the team and work for the company. Well, you see, any social interaction is like that. Every social interaction we have, every social interaction we have, is a de facto job interview. You know, it, it's happening because when we like someone, it, it we we tend to have a we build an idea of like how they could help us in a certain way by under because we like them enough to analyze their personality, so we may ask a favor of them. And if they help us and they're successful in that, we like them a lot more. The bond becomes stronger and trust is more cemented and solid, solidified. Or let's take this the dating route. You know, um, I'm, I'm going to talk from a heterosexual standpoint on this, but you can apply it if you're gay or bi or whatever to, to, to your thing. But I'm going to talk about from a sex, from a heterosexual standpoint. Uh, so, you know, if you're if you're a heterosexual man like me, you're straight, um, and you're dealing with the opposite sex that is not your your friends or family, someone that you're attracted to. You know, you 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 kind of evaluate them in your own way, where where it's like, okay, do I find them physically attractive? Okay, what about their physique? Do I find attractive? What about it? Do I not? What about their character do I like? What about their character do I not like? Are they fun enough to spend time with? Is, is there enough interest where we could maybe have sex? You know, there's a lot of different, you know, um, things that happen when we're, you know, when we're trying to determine, oh, would this be someone that we'd want to take on a date? Is this somebody that, like, say when you're on the date, you're judging, it's like, okay, am I picking up any good mother material, you know, information here, which should be a good partner. Like, the more you date, the more you 
can get more information about that kind of thing through conversation and such. And so, you know, we're always trying to choose who's going to be right for certain experiences in our lives. And the people we like the most, we tend to want to have help us. And also vice versa, we tend to want to help them. Like if we like them or not, I mean, if we, if we like them a lot, we want to help them. And have you ever like been offered or even incentivized to help somebody that you don't really like that much and you kind of begrudgingly do it or you're, you have a bad attitude about it? What? I have to help this guy? This guy's a jerk. But then you help them anyway, despite that you're incentivized and maybe you end up liking them and maybe they end up liking you too, you know? But it's just interesting that we tend to, you know, try to have strong relationships with people we already like and agree a lot with, you know, whether it's dating or not. And so this is why a lot of people try to put up their best front, because I think everyone understands this on some level, you know, I think everyone kind of intuitively understands this aspect of our own human nature. Not to say it doesn't apply elsewhere in nature, but I'm just saying, like, for us. I think everyone has a, an idea of how this works. You know, and I mean, sometimes we're naive and we think, oh, they're our friend and it's for some philosophical reason. <laughs> or whatever. Not to say that can't be the case. There's exceptions to everything, right? But I'm saying in general, I think this is why people always put up their best selves as much as possible. Even if it is a meaningless thin veneer. You know, fake it till you make it kind of thing. Um, you know, dressing our best, like I'm a great example of this. I try to look presentable as much as I can, you know, make sure my hair looks good, make sure my beard is trimmed or I go clean shaven, make sure my outfit is clean, no wrinkles, no stains, make sure I smell good, work out of the gym so I look even better, eat mostly healthy so I look even better and feel better. You know, I dress with a specific set of styles so I feel confident no matter where I am, no matter what environment I'm in. And, you know, always having a good attitude and kindness is my default out of discipline. I'm not saying my default nature, but I'm saying my default, like, go-to for when I'm interacting with people. And a lot of the times it is genuine, depending on a lot of different things. You know, I'm always trying to put up my best self. I'm always trying to look the part. I'm always trying to be the part too. It's not just about looking the part. It's also about being the part. And that's where the kindness comes in. At least as default. And it has served me well. And it has served others well. And it's about learning about charisma, business, and sales, and marketing, and all these different things. So we understand how to give people what they need from us and what they want from us. You know, and... and like a really good tip here for the people that you like, especially your most trusted counsel, always be game to help them no matter what. That will strengthen your bonds and your connections and they will serve you better 10 times, you know, like tenfold and vice versa for your friends. I mean, for your family and then your most closest friends, your most trusted counsel, Always be willing to drop whatever it is and help them. Even if they don't do the same for you, keep doing it. 
that will be the best thing for you and your network of those specific aspects of your network, your family and then your closest friends. Everyone else, you can decide if you want to say, no, nah, no, nah, this time I can't get you. But for the people who really got your back, you know, for the people who are the most valuable to you, your highest value people, your highest value family members, your highest value friends, or like colleagues too, be willing to drop whatever it is and help them. You know, that, that, that's, that's been like my thing and it has only served me well. So many perks to it. Like they, they remember that stuff and it strengthens the bonds between you and them. Uh, I mean, like, of course, like you don't want to be over at service to people and they stop valuing you. Like, like if you're really too exhausted or you're sick or something, you know, yeah, but you know, like one way you can challenge the becoming too familiar with them and you being at service all the time is expected of you. The way you can challenge that is by having them be at service to you too sometimes, you know, in equal capacity, always aim for that. And that that's one way you can get away with being at service to them all the time. You know, but only do it because you want to do that for them and, and it will bring you benefits, even if they don't give that, even if they don't reciprocate that fully to you. Not everyone's going to be able to do that. But if you can make that happen for your highest value people in your life, go for it. Because it, it's just nice to have people that I'm really close to and really understand me well and we have a good thing going for us. And because of that stronger bond, they're going to connect you more into their own network and share more things with you. And I encourage you to always try to look your best. I, I encourage you to work out and eat healthy or mostly healthy like me. I encourage you to take your fashion seriously and your style seriously. You know, not just your clothes, but your grooming your hairstyle, you know, there, there's a lot, there, there's a lot of things we need to take seriously in order to get the best results. And it will do good for your charisma, like how you're at service to people and how likable and respectable you are. Um, and the more, sh more in shape you are, the more, more people will not only find you attractive, but they'll see you as someone who's effective, who could do any job competently. It, it's a nice thing. And so understanding this aspect of our nature is that every social interaction is a de facto job interview is very key to um, understanding how we can um, improve our lives in the sense that we're going to figure out who our highest value people are and serve them as much as we can and have them serve us too. And then, like, we're going to be careful with what opportunities we end up in, you know, like, outside of the scope of the highest value family, friends, and colleagues. Outside of that scope, we got we to gotta choose wisely what kind of deals we're making with people, what kind of favors we're doing. You know, never do, do illegal favors for people. You know, that should be obvious, but I'm just saying that just in case it's not. And... 
neither be a lender nor a borrower. Don't lend people money and don't borrow money from people. With very few exceptions, but you'll have to use your own judgment for that. Um, and for the exceptions and the times you think you should borrow money, make sure that you can guarantee that you pay it back pronto, as fast as possible. And if you are to lend money, be willing to lose that person from your network because some of the greatest people in your network might be really horrible with money and you have no idea. And then they can't pay you back and then they avoid you and then the friendship ends or it gets worse. It could be worse than that. So never be a lender nor a borrower. And also don't do favors that could set you up to be to put you in your worst light. Some some people that you respect and like may not actually like you and they want you to do them a favor and they just ditch you or something and they make you look like a fool. So so be careful when you're doing deals with people and favors for people because it's not always honest business from the best of intentions or anything like that. Um, so that's why it's important to do business with people you like, who like you back and you know this and you have mutual respect and interest in each other. And don't do illegal favors. Don't do favors that could put you in a bad position. Don't tell secrets and... Don't be a lender, no borrower. You know, d don't don't do deals with people that could land you in big trouble. You know, I I'm, I'm talking about like anything else that's totally legal and normal and fine. Where I was like, hey, could you help me with the garden? Or, hey, could you watch the house? Hey, could you babysit the kids? Um, hey, could you help me with this photo shoot? There's there's so many things, just little or big things you can do for somebody. To be so-called, like figuratively, but almost kind of literally, like a good employee for them. Where they can rely on you and you build a really positive reputation with that kind of charisma. You know, and you can also be game all the time for other people too outside of your highest value people. You can be game for people you just like, you know. And build a really good reputation there too. You know, because people talk about other people. And also, never tell anyone secrets, ever. People talk. People talk. Don't tell people secrets. Just don't. It's not worth it. You know, if you absolutely must tell some sort of secret, I, I don't know, just, just don't tell anyone else. And if you find yourself in situations... Where someone witnesses you doing something that you want to keep secret. Like something you don't want people to know that you've done. Well, that says a lot about how you conduct yourself and how you live your life. Structure your life in a way where you don't have to keep secrets. And of course, everybody has their secrets, right? However, we, we, we need to structure our lives in a way where our secrets are just kept to us. It's our business. And maybe we feel compelled to tell other people to be understood or strengthen a bond or see if we can trust somebody or what, what whatever. Um, depending on what the secret is, it's a foolish risk. And, it, it, and if you're doing things 
you know, like personally or professionally around other people that you don't want someone to know about or others to know about because it could get you in trouble or hurt you in some way. You need to change your conduct and what you're doing. You need to change your lifestyle in a way where if people see and hear and all and, and experience what you're doing or witness what you're doing, um, it's not going to hurt you if word gets out. You see, um, the thing is like, you know, and if people tell you secrets, just keep them. Unless there's something you need to report, like they're illegal or something, of course. But, you know, if people are just telling you innocuous secrets, just stuff that isn't your business, you know, just keep the secret and tell them, look, I don't need to hear things that aren't my business. And if they're trying to be helpful to you, like they're trying to give you a, an advantage or a leg up, you know, against the enemy or help you get a date or something... Um, that tells you about a lot about that person, even if they are your highest value people, right? That tells you a lot about them. Because what are they saying about you to other people, right? It, it, it's risky business. And the thing is, even if it is about an enemy or something, it's like, oh, do you know who said what about you or did this about you? You know, I always tell I always tell people, I'm like, look. What other people are doing with their lives, even if it's about me, it's none of my business. I don't care. I'm doing my thing honestly and wholeheartedly. I'm just going to continue doing my own thing. You know, because secrets have this power to either extremely comfort, because it gives you a leg up and an advantage, and it solidifies a bond further with somebody, a stronger bond. You both have secrets with each other. But they can also completely shatter and disrupt and decimate and obliterate your peace. You know, there's just there's some things in life we don't want or need to know. And a lot of the times it's going to be secrets. So uh, don't tell people secrets. Uh, live your life in a way where you don't have to keep things secret. Um, and live your life in a way where the things you should keep secret to yourself, they're just to yourself. Not witnessed by anybody else. Or experienced by anyone else. Live your life honestly. And for the things you do have to keep secret about yourself, take it with you to the grave and do that to the best of your ability. And when it comes to people telling you secrets, on one side of the coin, they're trying to be a really, really, really good friend to you. And on the other side of the coin... It might make you a bit suspicious about them and what they're telling other people about you. You know, uh, kind of a double-edged sword, blessing and a curse. You know, use your judgment what you want to do with that. It's your life. But, you know, people tell you secrets that aren't illegal that you don't have to report to authorities. Keep it. And also, don't tell secrets either. And if you can, don't snitch on your friends, with, with very few exceptions. And so when you're around people who like you and you're being at service to them and they're at service to you, you know, they, they talk to other people about that. Oh, yeah, that Chad guy, he, he helped me with this. He's so good. Really insightful dude. Really cool. And then that, that gets around. And then that creates opportunities for you. 
So it's also entrepreneurial and business kind of. It's, it's not just like a corporate thing I'm talking about when I say de facto job interview. It's also entrepreneurial because you're building a reputation for your personal brand. How you, pe- how you leave people feeling about you is your trademark. So that's why I'm always encouraging people, be kind and give people a good experience. That, that, that's your trademark. Make sure people feel good about you. And if everyone follows this advice, everyone in theory should feel good about each other, at least enough, in enough capacity. And this is also another reason why I like a lot of my time alone. So that way I can evaluate myself and, and kind of have my own de facto job interview with myself and go, man, what do I need to work on for myself? And what are the little things I want to do for me that make me feel alive and feel good? What are the fun things I want to do? You know, so this is a lot about opportunity. So when we understand the nature, this aspect of our nature, that every social interaction is a de facto job job interview, um, we're understanding that opportunities lie per person to person to person and how we make somebody feel and how much we help somebody, that word gets around so we can help more people and more people can help us. And then we build a big network, a big resume, testimonials, etc. And we have a good reputation. Uh, that will take you very far in life. It will. And if you have a tarnished reputation, just take the knowledge here. Take my advice. Presenting your best self, putting your best foot forward. Have a good attitude. Be positive. Be kind. Be humble. Be at service. Be charismatic. And rebuild your, replenish your reputation. Rebuild your reputation. Be the best person you can be. And it's possible. I've done it. I've been in and out of this. You know, I've made every mistake in the book that you can think of. And there's people who've served time for horrible things in prison turn their lives around and they go to schools and give speeches so kids don't make the same mistakes they did. It's incredible. It's wonderful. That's a good thing. They're doing good things. They're doing a good service for the community. And that's why I think we should always give people a second chance. And that's why we should love people and forgive people. It takes a lot, but we should. I'm not saying bad things shouldn't go unpunished. I'm saying that we should forgive and give a second chance for people. Give people room to be better is what I'm saying. And we shouldn't hold grudges or offenses in our heart. It's not going to serve us. It's only going to hurt us. We need to learn to let go and live our lives for the better in a constructive way. Never deal with revenge. Those are the thoughts that sparked when I started talking about if you have a bad reputation and that's that's where I took it I think it's a good message man it's okay to make mistakes and bad choices and hurt yourself and other people we're human it's going to happen it's inevitable it's unavoidable it's how we atone and how much progress we can make and understanding that every interaction we have is a de facto job interview that's such a key thing in order for us to maneuver ourselves in a better position and improve our value and become higher value people and set a higher value example to have a positive effect on the rest of our community to make it a higher value community. 
And that is tonight's reflection.